we are live hello 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 everyone um i pray you have been having a fantastic week so far since i left you um last week i have had a pretty good week i cannot complain i will not complain rather um if you are new here hello my name is danielle aka danny do it all and i am your host of down the pipeline podcast where we take rhema and turn it into revelation just as it says in romans 10 17 now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god um i am a daughter of the most high god first and foremost who he has uh in his grace given Gifted with the word of wisdom, and he has called me to be a teacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's what I'm going to do today. Amen. That's what I'm going to do today. Um, and if you are not new here and you're returning, oh, welcome back. I am so happy to have you. Um, so if you'll just lend me your ear and your spirit just for a couple moments, um, not too long. This was not going to be too long today because I've already laid the foundation last week, right? So now we're just going to kind of pick up where we left off. We are talking, uh, this series is um, surrounding marital preparedness, right? Marital preparedness. Now, I am coming from the volume of the book that was written of me, okay? This is not my opinion, I very rarely give opinions on things these days because I realize as it is written, I believe in Romans three and four, let every uh, let God be true and every man a liar. So this is not my opinion. And honestly, I don't think you would want my Danielle's fleshly opinion because Danielle has, hasn't been in a relationship or anywhere near marriage for I'm not even going to tell you how long, but it's been a long time. So I'm telling you, when I give you a word on marital preparedness, honey, it is coming straight from the throne room of God. Okay, because I would not. I would not be here talking to you about preparing yourself for marriage if God has not already dealt with me preparing myself for marriage. Okay, so we in this thing together. Okay, as he gives it to me, I give it to you. Um, So listen. Uh, you gonna take you you're going to take this word back to the Lord, and say, Father, help me understand what you want me to receive from this word. If this word is not from you, God, shut my ears to it in the name of Jesus Christ. But if it is for you, um, lay this at His feet and just say, Father, have Your way. Amen. Amen. So last week, last week, last week, we talked about Adam and Eve and uh, that episode was all about you will know her, man of God. You will know him, woman of God. Um, We talked about how Adam knew exactly who Eve was when God presented him to her. Um, He knew that she was flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone, right? He knew that woman immediately. And that's going to be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Now, this week, we're going to be talking about Isaac and Rebecca. I really wanted to for this um, for this series, I really wanted to focus on like couples in the Bible. I wanted to focus on um, those who were dating, those who were single, those who were widowed, those who are going through a, a grieving process. Those who were engaged, you know, so I just kind of allow the Holy Spirit to just kind of bring to my recollection all the different types of couples in the Bible and um, just kind of 
research and just kind of glean amen what I could from them so um this is what this is where he's taking me for for part two of this series and on marital preparedness so we're going to just quickly be talking about Isaac and Rebecca today so Isaac is the promised son of Abraham and Sarah right um he was prophesied about to Abram and Abraham or Abraham rather and Sarah um, and he's a child of promise. He, uh, Abraham, uh, Lord, God told Abraham he was going to make him a mighty nation and he was going to, you know, enlarge him. And, and he's this great man of faith and all the great things. If you want to read it, start at Genesis 15. It's amazing. Um, and he was almost killed <laughs> by his dad, but, uh, and that's a whole nother story about faith. Okay. God has definitely had me on a study about faith in this season of my life as well. Um, so that is beautiful. And I can't wait to tell y'all about it, to be honest, because he's really taking me on a journey. But we are we are talking about something different. So basically, uh, Isaac was the promised child. His parents had him when they were very old, very well in age. And um, he is just perpetuating the line of Abraham, you know. So we're going to be talking about Isaac and Rebecca. Now, they were cousins, okay, so... That's how it was back in the Bible days. But we're not going to talk about that, okay? Don't be out here marrying your cousin. Don't be out here marrying your cousin. Don't do that. What well, they did in the Bible, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that, okay? We have to take this. We have to take this. You know, I know that we want to live our lives by the word of God. Don't marry your cousin, though. Okay, let's not, let's not do that. Now we ain't gotta. <laughs> All right, now let's 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 whoa let's let's step back a bit. Don't be out here marrying your cousin. I'm not gonna say it again. All right. So the story of a of Isaac and Rebecca, and if you hear my pages turning, I am I made a makeshift studio in my closet. So I really just didn't feel like sitting at my table where I usually record. So the Bible is very, very close to the microphone. So <laughs> you're go definitely going to hear some flipping. But um, we are looking at Genesis 24. And it's a very long chapter. So I'm definitely not going to sit here and read it to you. My job as a teacher is to point you back to the word of God. Again, I very, very rarely give my opinions. Amen. So my job is to always point you back to the word of God. Um, I want you, I, God wants us to pray the word of God. He wants us to believe the word of God. He wants to stand on the word of God. He wants us to live our lives by the word of God because it is the standard. It is the foundation, right? It is um, our sustenance. It is our food. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter eight, I think, chapter eight, verse 34, maybe says, uh, man shall not live by bread alone, um, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So um, I'm going to point you back to the word every time. So this this podcast in itself is just a supplement right to the word of God. So um, that is my job. And I am praying that I do it and I do it well, do it in excellence. Amen. But Genesis 24 is all about finding a wife for Isaac. So basically, Abraham is getting old. He's getting well on in years. And he calls his servant. Um, I think his name is Eleazar. Let me see. Yeah, his name, his servant's name is Eleazar. And Abraham tells Eleazar, hey, go to my country. Go to my household. 
um, and go find a wife for my son. Do not take a wife from these Canaanites among whom I live. I don't want my my son to be married to a Canaanite, a non-believer, a heathen. Okay, I don't want that for my son. Please go to my hometown, go to my country, go to my land and my family and take a wife from my son, Isaac. And Eleazar takes the oath. He puts his hand under Abraham's thigh, which means that he is swearing. Um, he's swearing an oath. He's making a covenant basically to do what he says he's going to do uh, for his uh, master, Abraham. And Abraham says he's going to send his angel. Um, my God, the God of heaven, will send his angel before you, talking to Eleazar. And so you can take a son from my wife. And again, um, Eleazar put his hand under Abraham's thigh, swore an oath to them concerning this matter. Now we're at verse 10. So the servant takes 10 of Abraham's camels, a lot of camels, okay? And with all kinds of his master's goods in hand. And he went to uh, Abraham's um, relative's town, Nahor's town, right? So Eleazar gets to the well. He gets to the well um, and he goes out at the time where the women are drawing water. Okay, so it's about evening time, probably like six o'clock. And the women are out drawing water. So Eleazar knew where to go and what time to go. He knew that the women were going to be out. You know, the, the girlies was going to be out drawing their water. And he was like, you know what? This is where I can find a woman. This is where I can find a woman for my, for my master's son. So he prayed, right? Eleazar prayed. And Eleazar, I don't know if, I don't, I don't get the vibe He's, a, he's probably a believer. I feel like you can't live in Abraham's house if you're not a believer. But it makes the reason I'm questioning, questioning it is because every time he prays, he said, Lord God of my master Abraham. So it just makes me wonder. But nonetheless, this man prayed, okay? He prayed um, that God would show him kindness. He prayed for a specific sign too, which I really thought was interesting. Um, he prayed for a specific sign because I am not one of the ones who prays for specific signs, but there is precedent in the Bible that people pray for specific signs. Um, Gil uh, Gilead, Lord. Gideon prayed for a sign. He laid his fleece out. I think in Isaiah uh, chapter 7, verse 11, God tells the people to ask for a sign, right? Um, uh, in Micah, I think it's chapter 5, when I think it's chapter 5, verse 2, maybe something, something around there. Um, I really should have had these written down, but I'm really just going off the top of my head right now, if you just want me to be honest with you. <laughs> Whenever um, Jesus is prophesied about, there will be a sign, you will see a star, that is a sign. So there is precedent. So just pray about asking God for signs. Because if you ask God for too many, I, I feel like, now this is my opinion. I may be just in lie to you, child. I'm not t telling you I'm not giving you my opinion. You know, too many signs. Well, I need to see a sign like this, Lord. I need to see a sign like this. You know what? I'm taking that back. Because Gideon asked for about four signs. And God answered each and every single one. So put your signs up for the Lord. You know, put, put them at his feet, child. Do it. Do what Gideon did, okay? Let's let's move on. So Eleazar prayed for a sign, and he said, um, let the girl to whom I say, please lower your water jug so that I may drink. 
and who responds, drink, and I will water your camels also. Let her be the one that you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. And that's Genesis chapter 24, verses 12 through uh, 14. Genesis chapter 24, verses 12 through 14. You'll find Eleazar's prayer there. So Eleazar prayed, and I love that what he prayed. Now, he saw all these women, right, at the well, but he was specific in his prayer. He said, Lord, let the girl to whom I say, please lower your water jug so that I, uh, no, the the woman was, was to say, drink, and I'll water your camels also. He wanted somebody generous because this man got 10 camels. <laughs> I'm trying to get this water so my family can bathe tonight. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this, sir. I'm trying to get water. My cousin is about to give birth and she needs water. I have to go. But he didn't. <laughs> he wanted somebody who was patient to water all those camels. Right. I don't even know how much water camels can drink, like 20 gallons. And he has 10 of them. So you're wanting this lady to draw 200 gallons of water. Sir, my dad is, is he sent me out here to get this water, like, and I, I got to go. I got to go. But no, he said, you know what, Lord? Let her be the one. Let this generous woman be the one. Let this patient woman be the one. So, ladies, patience, generosity. Amen. Patience, generosity. Patience, generosity. Now, this is the part I love. Verse 15 says, before he had finished speaking. Mm, mm, mm. Before he had finished speaking, there was Rebecca, daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Abraham's brother, Nahor. The wife, his, her, let me see, his, her mom, Child, I don't really know. I, the Bible says daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Abraham's mother, Lord, brother Nahor. I don't I can't follow that. But I know this woman was just what uh, Eleazar was looking for. She was Isaac's cousin out of uh, Abraham's family. So this man found what he was looking for. Now, he still got He still has to wait for her to be like, OK, is she going to water my camels? Let's see. So verse 16 says, now the girl was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had been intimate with her. So she went down to the spring, filled her, filled her jug and came up. Okay. So, okay. You know, Eliezer is probably like, well, you know, maybe this is not her because she filled her jug and she came on up. But then Eliezer ran to meet her because she was very beautiful. Uh, the Bible doesn't say that. I'm sorry. That was, that was just me. That was Danielle. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, please, let me have a little water from your jug. He didn't say anything about the camels. He didn't say anything about the camels, right? He just said, please, let me have a little water from your jug. She replied, listen to this reply, patience and generosity. She replied, drink, my Lord. And she quickly, she was like, here, dang. She didn't say that. She said, Drink, my Lord. She quickly lowered her jug into her hand and gave him a drink. 
when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, unprovoked, might I add. He wasn't, the Bible doesn't say he looking at the camels, he panting, he's like, oh, my camels, it was such a long journey, my camels hadn't drank in days, oh no, what am I going to do, I don't have any jugs. He didn't say none of that. He didn't say none of that. This Bible says, when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I'll also draw water for your camels until they have had enough to drink. She didn't draw them just enough. She drew him, she drew them enough uh, until they had enough to drink. She quickly emptied her jug, her jug into the trough and hurried to the well again to draw water. She drew water for all his camels. Ain't no telling how long that took. My God. Uh, and this, look at what Eleazar does. Verse 21, chapter 24. While the man silently watched her. <laughs> he didn't even help, sis. <laughs> he didn't even help, sis. He, he didn't even say nothing. <laughs> he didn't even say anything. He said, while the man silently watched her to see whether or not the Lord had made his journey a success. Mm. As the camels finished drinking, says verse 22, the man, Eleazar, took a gold ring weighing half a shekel and for her wrists, two bracelets weighing 10 shekels of gold. And then she told him who she was finally, she, because he didn't know until then. Uh, verse 24, she answered him because he asked her in verse 23, whose daughter are you? She answered him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. And this man, this is what he did. This man knelt low, dropped, uh, knelt low, worshiped the Lord. And said, blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not withheld his kindness and faithfulness from my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. God led this man exactly where he was supposed to be. He led him exactly where he was supposed to be. That's beautiful. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Um, so that kind of uh so basically from there rebecca takes eleazar to her father's home eleazar explains his his mission his journey his mandate what abraham told him to do where abraham told him to go he talked about how he prayed to the lord that uh he would find a woman to give him a drink and um water his camels also he even goes into his prayer so he tells uh rebecca's family laban and bethuel everything right and um, Laban and Bethuel answered, this is verse 50, this is from the Lord. We have no choice in the matter. My husband, wherever he is, even if he's listening, you're not going to have any choice in the matter, buddy. <laughs> Danielle is right here, is here in front of you. Take her and go and let her be a wife. That's what the Bible says. Now, it does say in, in verse 51. Rebecca is here in front of you. Let me go back up to verse 50. Laban and Bethuel answered, this is from the Lord. Because because Eleazar had told them about his journey, how he uh, had these uh, 35,000 camels and they was drinking all this water. And Rebecca was so patient and so kind and all this stuff. And Laban was like, you know what? <laughs> this is from God. We don't even have a choice in the matter. Take her. 
You came for her. You found her. God gave you good success. He sent your angel, his angel in front of you to, to help you on this journey. We have no choice in the matter. Rebecca is here in front of you. Take her and go and let her be a wife for your master's son, just as the Lord has spoken. Just as the Lord has spoken. And then later on in the chapter in verse 55, it says, but her brother, I think, yeah, let me see. Uh, Laban, Rebecca's brother, says in verse 55 of chapter 24, but her brother and mother said, let the girl stay with us for about 10 days. Then she can go. And I'm going I'm to hit my points in a minute. I just want you to kind of get this in your spirit. Again, for verse 55, but her brother and mother said, let the girl stay with us for about 10 days and then she can go. Eleazar says, please don't delay me since my uh, since the Lord has made my journey a success. Since God did what he said he was going to do, let me go. I'm finna go. So they asked um, Rebecca her opinion and she was like, you know what? I'm going to go. They asked her, will you go with this man? In verse 58, she said, I will go. And um, so they sent her. They sent Rebecca with her, uh, her maid, her nurse who had nursed her and raised her. And um, they sent her with Abraham's servant, Eleazar, and his men. And then they blessed her. They blessed Rebecca. Verse 60 says, saying to her, our, 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 sheesh, our sister, may you become thousands upon ten thousands. May your offspring possess the city gates of their enemies. I know that's right. I know that's right. I love reading about gates. Um gates are so powerful but we'll talk about that another time may your offspring possess the city gates of their enemies period okay now they're on their journey la 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 and then verse 62 says now isaac was returning from beer lahai roi beer lahai roi for he was living in the negev region that's verse 62 and all the way at the end in verse 67 and in, in between 62 and 67, uh, Rebecca is brought to him. He sees her. He falls in love with her. Um, Eleazar introduced them. And um, 60, verse 67 of Genesis chapter 24, it says, And Isaac brought her into the tent of his mother, Sarah, and took Rebecca to be his wife. Isaac loved her, and he was comforted after his mother's death. Amen. Now, I am also reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. It is probably my fourth favorite translation. I think I told y'all before, my first favorite translation is New King James, and then King James, and then New Living Translation, and then Christian Standard Bible. And the reason I have a Christian Standard Bible is because I have a Tony Evans Study Bible, which I love dearly, and that was the only version that he made. Amen. Okay, so what we are going to learn, what are we going to learn? What have we learned <laughs> from Isaac and Rebecca's story on marital preparedness? So I just got a few points here and we're going to do this kind of quick and dirty. OK, so um, first. You, man of God, woman of God, you should have people around you that are praying for your union. You can tell that Abraham put a lot of thought into whom he wanted, um, uh, with whom he wanted his son, right? He put a lot of thought into don't get, it would be, it would have been easy for him to get a Canaanite woman. You know, God bless me. He still promised these things to me. Even if I, you know, 
have my son be with the Canaanite. No, he was praying. He was seeking God. He was asking God, okay, Lord, I'm about to go get a, a wife for my son. Who do you want my son to be with? And even Eleazar was praying. Yes, Eleazar was praying just out of loyalty to Abraham, but he was still praying. He was still praying. He wasn't like, oh, Lord, I... All right, Lord, let me hurry up and get this taken care of. No, this man was praying. This man said, oh, Lord, God of my master, Abraham, make this happen for me today and show kindness to my master, Abraham. He was praying for the union. So you need people around you that are praying for your union, not praying that you will, you know, be safe and blessed and this and that. No, marriage is a blessing. Marriage is a blessing. I don't let nobody tell you different. Now, some of us, oh, some of us, Lord, some people, because not me, some people um, do have the uh, special gift from the Holy Spirit to be, you know, supernaturally empowered to not be married. See, Paul, and we're going to talk about him later on, but marriage is a blessing. Um, God even cursed the land and uh, revealing, revealing, God cursed the land in Jeremiah 16 or 17. And he said, there will be no voice of the bride. There will be no voice of the bridegroom because marriage is just that important to God. Marriage is just that, um, that, you know, pivotal to God It's pivotal in the world. Like so much uh married couples hold so much power in the kingdom of god that you need people around you that are not going to just pray for you to have cute instagram pictures to take or have cute babies and stuff like that no you need to pray that you need people around you that are praying that you will um make an impact on the kingdom and that you will uh continually war up against and shatter the kingdom of hell period because then we have a very real enemy i know i say that all the time but it's true all right so you should have people around you that are praying for your union now i want to talk to my sisters when this man comes he's not coming empty-handed and honestly this is for um the brothers out there too when you come don't come empty-handed <laughs> don't come empty-handed now when you know I'm not, I don't, I don't, I probably do have African roots, but I don't know because I refuse to send my DNA, my blood into um, a dis, uh, descent type of thing. I refuse. And we're going to talk about that later on because it happened in a Law and Order episode and now I'm scarred and I will not do it. I will not do it. I'm not sending my blood to a lab to see what percentage Senegalese I am I'm not doing it okay I'm not doing it I am of the I'm I, my blood is the blood of Christ the blood of Jesus okay that's what's flowing through my veins boo but when he comes I don't even know how I got there oh I was talking about bride price okay so like you know if you have if you are in an African culture or even a like a Middle Eastern culture they do bride prices well, why don't we adopt that as well? Okay, what's the bride price? <laughs> okay, what is the bride price, baby? What is you bringing? Because Eliezer brought camels. This man brought gold. Okay, this man brought bracelets and jewelry and what have you. Come on now. That, hey, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, don't come empty-handed, sir. 
Uh, Genesis 24 and 10 says, Then the servant, Eleazar, took ten of his master's camels and departed, for all his master's goods were in his hand. Don't come stepping to me empty-handed. Talking about something, what do I bring to the table? Baby, what do you bring to the table, man of God? Come on now. Come on. And when you come, brother, don't come empty-handed. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, next, ladies, be generous, giving, and always willing to go the extra mile. We talked about how crazy, uh, Rebecca went for these camels. Like, the sis went in. She gave the camels enough to drink, not so they'll just be, you know, watered, but she gave them, she, she watered them until they didn't want any more. She watered them until they had enough to drink. And then she did it quick. She quickly emptied her jug into the trough and hurried to the well again to draw water. There was a sense of urgency. And she didn't even know this man was coming with gold and jewelry and a husband. She just did it because that's who she was. She was generous. She was giving and she was willing to go the extra mile. She could have just stopped. Nobody would have said anything to sis if she just would have gave that man a drink of water and went on about her day. No, I told you this woman, we're on a schedule, babe. This is the evening time. This is when we draw water for the night for the next day. We have things to do. But no, sis said, you know, what? there's a man out here who needs some water and he got a bunch of camels with him. So I'm finna help this man. Even if I get nothing out of it. My God. Even if I get nothing out of it. She did it with a generous and giving heart. And she did it willingly. She did not give grudgingly. Or under compulsion. She did not give grudgingly man. And that was that's beautiful. That's what, that's what men should be looking for. A generous woman. A woman who serves. Without looking to, uh, to be served in... Um, in return who gives not to just not to get but to just give because she got it because god gives seed to the sower and she was strong <laughs> this woman was strong as i don't know what what you mean are you not winded sis are you not tired i would have been oh lord i would have been towed up my arms and my core and my back holding all them jugs of water but she's probably used to it so she was good um so Isaac, uh, Eleazar is basically an extension of Isaac, right? So Eleazar was at the right place at the right time. Man of God, where are you going? And what time are you going there? Let's talk about it. Are you looking for your wife? Are you looking for your woman of God? Are you looking? Are you making yourself available to be found? Woman of God, are you, and I'm looking in the mirror when I'm talking to myself, are you making yourself available? Are you looking to be found? Now, I'm not saying that you got to strut around like a peacock and say, hey, look at me, look at me. But it won't hurt to be found. It won't hurt to make yourself findable, <laughs> right? But I will say that um, Rebecca was found working. Rebecca was found working. She was found serving. She wasn't waiting around for somebody's rich servant to come and get her, to come and pick her. No, this woman was doing what she did every day. With a generous heart, with a giving heart, and willing to go the extra mile, just like I just said. 
she was found at the right place at the right time. And Eleazar was at the right place at the right time. Now, when you find the one, this is our next point. When you find the one, it will be tempting to idolize him or her. Oh, Lord, I found it. Thank you, Jesus. This is my man. He's so fine. He's so this. He's so that. Yes, you are perfect, baby. Oh, my goodness. Look at your body. Look at this wallet. Look at how you pray. Look at, look at, look at, look at you, 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 you. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. When you find the one, it will be tempting to idolize him or her. Do not fall for it. Matter of fact, when I find the one, I'm going on a fast. <laughs> and I'm very serious. I'm going on a fast. I'm turning down my plate. I'm turning down my plate, baby. And I can't wait. <laughs> you hear me? I can't wait. I'm shutting off my phone. I'm turning down my plate. I'm not watching no YouTube videos. I'm not, I'm not listening to no podcasts. I'm going on a fast, honey, because I need to know this was from the Lord. I was talking to my friend slash sister in Christ, <laughs> and she said, uh, I don't even think we were talking about men, but she's, I think she was talking about, like, opportunities and stuff. And she was like, at this point, everybody that comes to me, every opportunity that comes to me, I'm going to hit them with the pinky. Who sent you no? <laughs> That's what I'm finna be. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I'm finna I'm finna be on, bro. I'm telling you, I'm finna be super suspicious. Because my, my nigga, who sent you? Answer me quickly. Quickly. No counterfeits, bro. None. Not a one. Not a one. Who sent you, Nick? Who? Listen, I'm not. I'm not playing games. I'm not playing games with you, bro. Who sent you, bro? I'm very serious right now. And answer me and answer me quickly. And say it with your chest. Who sent you? That's what I'm going to be on. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is so funny to me because Pinky was so stressed out. Um, dang, how did I get there? Bruh, I'm so upset. How did I get there? And I'm not going back through and listening to that, listening to my cackle. And I'm sorry. Um, oh, I said when I, thank you, Holy Spirit. See, when I said when my man of God comes, I'm going on a fast. So I suggest you do the same. And you know what? Fast now. <laughs> fast in preparation okay it can't hurt <laughs> fasting cannot hurt but when you find the one it will be tempting to idolize him but look at what um Eleazar did this is why I wrote this look at what Eleazar did in verse 26 when he found Rebecca when she told him who she was who her family was and he realized that he found the one because she passed every test every sign that he um that he asked the Lord for. He knelt low and worshipped, not her. Oh, thank you, woman of God. I'm so glad I found you. No, 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 no. He knelt low and worshipped the Lord and praised him with his mouth. He said, blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord of uh, the God of my master, Abraham, who has not withheld his kindness and faithfulness from my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on a journey to the house of my master's relatives. He gave God all the glory. 
all the glory. All the glory. Hallelujah. All the glory belongs to him. When that man of God comes and he is exactly what you put on your list, sis, because I know you got one. I know you got one. Give him glory. Don't be so caught up and focused on that man that you forget to give God glory for what he did. Especially if you know this is your husband. Especially if you know this is your wife. Don't get so caught up in her. Don't get so caught up in him that you forget to give God the glory after a good date. Baby, give God the glory after y'all really just uh, talking this thing out, you know, and you know you uh, she the one, you know he the one. Give God the glory. Glorify him together. Shoot. Baby, let's praise and worship. Let's just have a good old time in the Lord. I'm telling you, that's what Eleazar did. Um, Rebecca was probably standing, standing, staring at him, dropping low to his knees and worshiping with his hands raised, his mouth open, baby, shouting unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. She's probably like, what? What, what, what is going on? Hello, sir? This man must have been thirsty. Because uh, she was giving him water. Next thing he know, next thing she know, he kneeling down, praising the Lord. Praising the Lord. Girl, so crazy. But do not idolize this man or this relationship. Because once we get in these relationships, especially especially those who uh, those of us who have been praying for marriage, the devil is going to come and he's going to be uh, prowling around like a roaring lion looking for us to idolize these relationships. But guess what he ain't going to find? <laughs> guess what he ain't going to find? Amen. Amen. Now, uh, next, there will be someone or something delaying you. Okay. I'm going to say it again for the second time today. You have a very real enemy. Mm-hmm. You have a very real enemy, and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Destroy your purpose. Destroy God's timeline for you. Destroy his promises. Destroy your uh your acceleration. Destroy your ascension. Destroying um your, your everything. Everything. He comes to destroy it. Okay? And think it not strange. Mm-hmm. There will be something or someone delaying you. So you stand firm in your desire for marriage and command those forces, those delaying forces, those delaying tactics, that spirit of stagnation, that spirit of setback. You command it in the name of Jesus Christ to loose you and let you go in the name of Jesus. Now, look, uh, where is it? Mm -hmm. uh, verse 55. So Laban and his mama, but her brother and her mother said, let the girl stay with us for about 10 days. Then she can go. No. No. Absolutely not. But Eleazar said, don't delay me since my Lord has made my journey a success. Baby, I got what I came for. We're finna go. We're finna dip. But they said, Laban and his mama said, you know what? Let's call the girl and ask her opinion. Verse 58, they called Rebecca and said to her, will you go with this man? She said, you're darn right. <laughs> she said, I will go. When he comes, when she comes, do not delay. Do not delay. You may think, mm, hey, hallelujah. You may think it's going too fast. You may think it's too soon. You may think that, you know, oh, my God, like, people are going to look at me so crazy. I've only been engaged for, for a month and a half, and I'm going to marry this man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Baby, listen. 
in the, I think the King James Version. Let me see. Uh, because I got a King James Bible right here too. Uh, let me see. Hold on, y'all. Because do not let these forces delay you. Do not let these forces delay you, especially if you know God sent this thing. Especially if you know. Rebecca can go. The errand explained. Da, 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 da. Hey, here we go. So the Genesis 24, verse 12 in the King James Version says, And he said, O Lord God, this is Eleazar praying again. O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed. Because mm. I'm trying not to holler. Give me good, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Send me good speed. And what did the Lord do? He sent him good speed. It was the evening when they came, when he came to the well, right? And that night he went to Rebecca's house, told him what his, uh, told them what his mission was, what his mandate was. The next morning, baby, we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. Uh, verse uh, 54 says, when they got up in the morning, he said, send me to my master. I'm going to go home and I'm going to take my, my master's son's bride with me. Man, man. That's what he said. So don't let nobody delay you. Don't let nobody tell you it's going too fast because that's the kind of God we serve. We serve a supernatural God. We serve a supernatural God. And with that supernaturality, <laughs> with that supernaturalness comes speed, comes a supernatural speed. I fully expect to be meeting, engaged, and married, and low key pregnant. And because I told y'all last week, I want my ex crack. Okay. I fully expect to be done with all that in six months. So me and my husband can get to work. Okay. We got to work on getting these babies in the earth. We got to work on uh, breaking down any strongholds, barriers, demonic gates put up by the, uh, by the kingdom of darkness. We got to work on this ministry. We got to work on these businesses. We got to, we got to work. We have work to do. Okay. Ain't no five year engagement. Ain't no year and a half engagement. We listen, listen, babe. <laughs> I'm going on 33. Okay, I'm going on 33. And he probably ain't going to be no no too much of too much too far behind me or in front of me either. <laughs> we got things to do. Send me good speed this day, Lord. Send us good speed this day. Don't let nobody delay you. Oh girl, you going too fast. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Not you, but the spirit in you that made you say that to me because I know God did this. See, that's how confident you can be. Even if people mean well, listen, 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 even if people mean well, even if they have your best intentions at heart, don't let nobody talk you out of what God's doing in your life. I'm believing for the supernatural and so should you, because why not? If the God I serve can't do the supernatural for me, why am I serving him? If if I'm only believing God for nor normal mediocrity uh, status quo type of marriage. Why am I believing him? He's too big for that. We got to take the limits off God. We have to. We got to take the limits off God. He is limitless. His goodness, his grace, his mercy, his power knows no bounds. So you're going to get exactly what you say. You, you're going to have exactly what you say you have. You're going to get what ex exactly what you expect. If you expect to be engaged for five years, guess what you're going to be? Guess what you're going to be? engaged for five years and the devil is a lie i'm not having it you can have it i ain't having it <laughs> i ain't having it so
So again, command those forces that's holding you back. The the uh, the uh, the spirit the spirit of marital delay, the spirit of stagnation. Matter of fact, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, God, I come to you, Father, now as your daughter, God, as someone who loves you and honors you and believes in your word. And Father, anybody, everybody, under the sound of my voice, God, that has been experiencing a demonic delay in their life, Father, in their marital destiny, God, I command in the name of Jesus for those hands to be loosed off of them now loose their destiny loose their husbands loose their wives loose their children loose every demonic force that's holding them back father i uproot in the name of jesus every spiritual demonic anchor that's holding them to a place of non-progress now in the mighty name of jesus be loosed from them now in jesus name and i pray you receive it in the name of jesus finally Finally, our last point, man of God, woman of God, if you've lost someone, if you're mourning, if you're hurting in some way, for some reason, do not cut yourself off from your person, from your man, from your woman. God is bringing, and really this is for the men. So I pray that you share this podcast with men in your life so that they can get this word too. Don't cut yourself off from your woman of God that God brings you, that you know was sent by God. She, uh, God is bringing her to comfort you. So Isaac's mom had just died, right? He was hurting. He loved his mom. <laughs> he loved his mom. Don't be like, oh, I'm so, oh, I'm so hurt. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm so angsty. I'm so, yeah, no, oh, my emotions, uh. Girl, I mean, I'm sorry. Boy, sir, man, man of God, get you, get you some help. Get you some help. God, give God your hurts and your pains and your anxieties and your cares because he sees you. Do not bottle all that up and cut yourself off from this woman who God sent to you to comfort you. Verse 67, actually verse 62, we're going to look at that. Um, oh, and go to God, go to a therapist. <laughs> Prepare for this woman. Okay, man of God, prepare for this woman. Uh, we're going to look at verse 62 in chapter 24, uh, in Genesis chapter 24, verse 62. It says, now Isaac was returning from Beer, uh, Beer Lahai Roi. Beer Lahai Roi. And this is so beautiful to me. I saw it in, the, I saw it in this, um, in this Bible and I was like, that has to mean something. Okay. Cause I know what Roi mean. Hey, I know what Roi mean, baby. It says uh, Isaac, basically, now Isaac was returning from a well of the living one who sees me. So this man was worshiping. This man was going to see the God who sees him. So give it to God. He was giving all of his, all of his pain, all of his angst, all of his cares, all of his uh, fears, all of his, his hurts to God. Because he was coming back from the well of the living one who sees me. Amen. And after, as he was coming back, as he was coming back, Rebecca looked up and she saw Isaac and she got off her camel and she took her veil and covered herself. And then the servant told Isaac everything he had done. And then Isaac brought her into the tent of his mother, Sarah, because he loved his mom and he was mourning and took Rebecca to be his wife. Isaac loved her and look he was comforted 
after his mother's death. Give God your pain, man of God. Give it to God. Go see a therapist. Get you some Christian counselors. Get you some get you some help. Get you some prayer in. Go ahead and worship the Lord, even if it hurts, even if you're confused. But don't bottle that up. You, God is sending you a woman to comfort you in the name of Jesus. And I, I pray, I pray that you receive that comfort with open arms and an open heart and an open spirit. Okay. So that is what I got for y'all today. That's the story of Isaac and Rebecca as told by Danielle. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I definitely planned on being here for 30 minutes and it's 58, 48 minutes. <laughs> so if you stuck, stuck through all of that, all of my emotions and kikis and kakas, uh, I really do appreciate you. And I do pray that something was said to bolster your faith um, in your man of God coming and you being in the right place at the right time. I pray uh, that your heart is filled with, you know, just a generous spirit giving, always ready to go the extra mile. Uh, man of God, you need to be at the right place at the right time. So do you, woman of God? And I'm talking to myself as well because, baby, I do not be going nowhere. I work from home. So if you see me in these streets, just know that I'm doing my part, okay? <laughs> I am doing my part. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in, for being a faithful listener. I truly, truly, truly appreciate um, you listening to me ramble for 50 minutes um, about the word of the Lord because I just love the word of God. I really do. I have seen it come manifest in my life time and time again, and I'm just so excited for what God continues to do through me, through this uh, podcast. So um, definitely share this was someone um definitely share it on your social medias and tag me at danny do it all ent and um, make sure you leave a review if this blessed you let me know how i can get better let me know if i'm doing you know if i'm doing good um but yeah i think that's going to be about it for me guys i love you to life and you guys have a blessed week and we will talk soon bye